In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The one who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. When Christ manifests his intention to us, we listen to him. We take him at his word, because he's God, and we know that he means what he says, and he can fulfill what he means to do. And Christ said that it was better that he should go, because he would send us the advocate. Here, St. Paul expresses Christ's intention in the ascension. Christ ascended on high in order to give gifts to men, and not just to give any gifts, but the one who is properly called the gift, the one who proceeds from the Father and the Son, and who is glorified with the Father and the Son. Christ ascends to send us the Holy Spirit. But Christ has ascended on high. We celebrate that today. So where's the Spirit? If Christ intends to send the Spirit when he gets to heaven, and the Spirit's not been sent yet, we're left with two impossible possibilities. The first is that Christ somehow didn't get to heaven. Did Christ take a wrong right turn at the Milky Way? Did it take Christ nine days to get to heaven because he's a man and he wouldn't ask for directions? I don't think so. Although we are mere human beings and can't conceive what sort of journey the ascension could possibly be, we do know that it's a miraculous journey and that God's miraculous power can bring Christ to heaven as quickly as is possible. The second is that Christ is in heaven, but he can't send the Spirit. This impossible possibility is especially incongruent because Christ is the eternal word of God. He's the one who eternally sends, who eternal, from whom the Spirit eternally proceeds. And if that weren't enough, his humanity has been constituted through his resurrection and glorification a more perfect instrument to send the Spirit than any instrument has ever been, a better instrument than any paintbrush or chisel ever was for Michelangelo. So what gives? Why no Spirit? Christ himself gives us the answer in the first reading. Luke tells us that Christ commanded them to wait for the promise of the Father about which you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Christ is in heaven, and Christ does intend to send the Spirit, but he intends that we wait for his promise. After all, everything in God's plan of salvation is for us, not for him. We need this space of a novena, or at least seven days, to stretch the wineskins of our desire, to widen our hearts so that we can receive the full outpouring of the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yes, Christ does ascend into heaven so we can have more perfect faith in his divinity, 
so that his humanity, which he showed to be so real through so many proofs from his birth and life and passion, death and resurrection, might not become an obstacle to a deeper faith in his divinity. But he also appointed us to realize that as long as we're not yet in his heavenly presence, even if we had his earthly presence, we should still yearn for the full reality of unity with his divinity. In the nine days leading up to Pentecost, the Blessed Virgin Mary led the apostles in prayer in the upper room so that through her prayers, they might merit the full outpouring of grace for the building up of the church. That visible mission of the Spirit to come down in fiery tongues at Pentecost happened once in the past and is gone. But God offers us innumerable invisible missions of that same Spirit. That is to say, countless spiritual Pentecosts through which we can come into union with Him. According to this, St. Paul says that God raised us up with him and made us sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the coming ages he might show us the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. We can already begin to ascend spiritually with Christ. Already in the present we can receive this grace to set our minds on the things of heaven. And if our treasure is in heaven, where neither moth nor rust can destroy, then we can be sure that no earthly loss can shake us from our hope of heaven. That's why St. Paul also says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at God's right hand. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on, of the earth. Practically, of course, this doesn't mean becoming a monk. At the center of holiness is the faithful living out of all of the duties and obligations of our lives. But it's obvious that none of us could fulfill these obligations if we were living like a Carthusian monk. That would be escapism, a mere pretense of holiness. As St. Francis de Sales says, the honey of devotion makes all lives sweeter without destroying their particular flavor. Every moment imposes on us a cross or an obligation or even a desire according to our particular circumstances in life. And it's by embracing these innumerable graces of the present moment at every moment that each of us is called to become a saint according to God's plan. This is why we need to set our minds on what is above, not so as to make a monk of us, but so that we can cultivate attention to the presence of God, which will make each of us a saint in our actual vocation. Now, we live in the time of the ascension, and so too, we live constantly awaiting not the historical Pentecost, but the innumerable spiritual Pentecosts which God ceaselessly promises us, the invisible sending of grace, of sanctifying grace into our souls. So let us wait for the grace of the ascension through prayer. 
As St. Paul says, let us wait until we all attain to the unity of faith and knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the extent of the full stature of Christ. After all, that is what Christ's ascension is aimed at, at Christian maturity, at Christian perfection in each of us. Christ rises into heaven like a great arrow shot into heaven, into the very heart of the depths of the mystery of God. As he hurdles into heaven, he draws us after him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.